All right, what's that? what's going on, everybody? Um, welcome to Zambonis on the Pitch. Uh, I'm joined by my lovely friend Zach. Hello, um, very nice to ha- be here. Happens to be the worst human you'll ever meet because wow. of his sports choices. Mm. Um, my name's Josh. Um, I have the greatest sports choices ever. Um, basically, Debatable. basically the theme is we're rivals on the ice and on the pitch. Pitch for you Americans. Uh, it took me a little time to learn is soccer. Don't worry, you'll get there. Ice, I hope you know that's hockey, but we can also get to that point. Um, so, uh, for me, I am a Columbus Blue Jackets fan and a Chelsea uh, FC fan. Um, Zach over here happens to like the exact opposite teams. He is a Pittsburgh Penguins fan and an Arsenal Football Club fan. He's a stinking gunner and he's a stinking penguin, and I hate him, but somehow we're still best friends. And. I don't really know where this podcast is going to go, but right now we are going to introduce it this week. Um, next week, hopefully, we're going to have a theme, and from there on out, we'll kind of continue with that uh, with that cycle. But uh, we got a few questions today. Um, Zach, Zach is so hyped about his questions. Um, I have probably the <laughs> cheesiest questions ever. Um, but you know, Zach, take it away. You've got the floor now, dude. You got this. All right. So before we actually get into the actual questions, I want to remember or remind you guys to like, and subscribe. If you enjoy listening <laughs> to some friendly banter, yeah, there you go. There you two, go. two buds, or if you just like listening to people random ramble on about whatever they please feel free to like, and subscribe, but I'm going to start the Opening question off pertaining to the Columbus Blue Jackets, one of the hottest teams in the NHL, but what happens when the return of Corpusalo occurs? Oh, uh, you hit Lick- me with this question now? Merz Lickens is playing too well, to, is playing very well in the absence of Corpusalo. So what happens when Columbus has to go about their way and go about deciding whether or not they need to, or basically they're going to have a goaltending controversy? Okay, so... So do you want me to, like, think of the future as well in this question or just in the coming month or so of this question? Is there two ways we can go with this? I think either I think either or. I mean, let's let's look at it as a as a close as in a three month standpoint, as you know, playoffs are a little under three months away right now. All right. So let's look All at, right. at that. Well, and then... <laughs> the short answer is I have no clue um, <laughs> to elaborate on that. Um, I think short term, you stick with the hot hand. This is good. Two goaltenders that are playing very, very good hockey. Um, every team wants that. I mean, it's great to have a starter. That's amazing. Um, but having a backup that can also come in and win you games is phenomenal. Um, this is the Elvis that people thought we were getting. Um, clearly, his first game against uh, yeah, Pittsburgh, I don't want to talk about it, was a seven-goal schlacking. Um, so that was a little rough. He was 0-4-4 from there on out. Uh, came in with Court B. Hurt. Uh, proceeded to do this tremendous run, and now we're sitting in the thick of the playoff race, which nobody ever thought we would be after the offseason they had. But, you know, I think, like I said, I think in the short short term, this is great. It's great to have this kind of competition between the goalies where it doesn't honestly matter which one's going to start because you know they can both get you the win. Um, in the long run, ouch. Uh, <laughs> I want to say I'm taking Corpy, and I want to say I'm taking Elvis and letting the other one go, vice versa. Um, 
Too bad the expansion draft isn't soon because that would at least help a little. But um, I want to keep them both. They're both free agents at the end of the year. Um, it, it's a tough call. I honestly – I'm not sure if I can answer it completely uh, honestly. Um, I think it's whoever – had the better season and the numbers are going to be close, which is the scary thing, but I think it's whoever had the better season. Um, I'm not sure if one of them is like a restricted free agent, um, which could possibly change the outcome because obviously if you just qualify him, um, then you get something for him. If somebody else wants him, but what we're, we're going to find out right now as I look it up. Um, so, no, he, he, um, he will not be an RFA, looks like. Looks like he'll be UFA, which means Corpy will also be UFA, which means basically what I'm telling you people out there is the Jackets are screwed. Um, we're going to live with it. It's going to suck. But we're going to get one of the two. Kekalainen is going to get one of the two. He's not going to let them both walk. That would be possibly the dumbest thing in NHL history um, besides the Penguins being a team. But mm. <laughs> uh, Talk when you guys can win in the playoffs. Oh, uh, yeah, here we go. We're not starting this on day one of this podcast, all right? Um, technically, we can now. I could talk a little bit. It's like 1% out of 99, but I have a chance to talk at least on that aspect of it. Um, but in the long run, we're keeping one of the two. I just don't know who it is. I think it's going to be whoever has, has the better stats, has the more, the more uh, experience, the hotter, the hotter hand at the time. But I don't know. I don't know what your take is on that. Um, there's, my, there's my fan take. Um, it's rough. So, my take as an outsider on this, being diehard Pittsburgh Penguins fan, is I believe I could see Yarmo trading one of them away at before the trade deadline. Honestly, I think if he could get a scoring addition to that team, I think that team would be a lot more dangerous. I think when with everybody being hurt, or, well, I guess I wouldn't say everybody, but I'd say a lot of players <laughs> being injured. We're, we're getting a little healthier. <laughs> especially Josh Anderson being being a big man going down the wing with that speed and that shot. I mean, he's he's on the rumor mill right now, too. I don't know if you've seen that. I have seen Josh Anderson actually um, on the rumor mill. I'm, I'm not surprised. It kind of came up after the Jackets just re-signed Eric Robinson. Mm-hmm. Um, this the speedy little winger playing fourth line, third line minutes. Kind of the same player. Uh, offensive production's different, but same style, kind of big physical speed, has pretty good hands for the size. But, I mean, a- Anderson, he's just underperformed. I mean, it's simple as that. He came off career years, past two years, looking really good, and then this year he has one goal in 26 games. And that's, I could s- That's bad. I could see... <laughs> I could see knowing Yarmo with this history and going all in last year at the trade deadline, ending up getting burnt by it. I could see him doing it again, though, because the Jackets are in a similar spot they were in last year, where they were right on that cusp of being in the playoffs. And I could see them getting – they would be able to get something for one of the two 
Uh, uh, I, I've, I've, yeah, I've never thought about that. I mean, well, I've thought about the trade, but it's just one of those things that sounds so silly that you would never do. Um, I, I guess I could see that. That's a good point you bring up. Um, what, especially with, you know, even though the, the Seattle expansion draft slated for what, I think 20, 2022? 2022, yes. Yeah, so it's, it's a ways away. I mean, I'm still waiting on a team name, which they said was coming out before the All-Star break, and we still let's, don't even have that. Let's hope for Kraken. Uh, if it's the Krakens, Krakens, that's kind of lame. Not going to uh, lie. Mm. Fight but, me on that one. I will but. fight you on that one, but that's a topic for another time. Um, back to the topic at hand, I think... I think, I think you trade Corpy because I think you could definitely get something in return. I think you kind of do a bundle deal, and I think you do it with a team that's struggling in net right now. In in return, and you you throw Josh Anderson on there because you know with Texier coming back, with Sonny Milano coming back, you know that these players are better than and and in terms of the scope of this season are better at production than Josh Anderson has been this season. Yes. Josh Anderson's big, fast, physical loved. He'd be a one I'd hate to play against and love to have on my team. But if he can't produce, there's no point for him to be. Uh, I, I, I get that. I get that. I mean, Torts has come back and said he has a spot when he, when he gets the clear from the doctors, which, okay, sure. See, see how he does in the, the next five games or something. Give him, give him the chance. He he deserves it. But that's going to be close to the deadline, and now we're starting to pick up some momentum. See see what the trade is. Um, I, I think I think a good return can happen for one of these goaltenders. I know it's only one year left, but I mean they can always work in the sign or something. They sign them and then trade them or something along those lines. Well, even uh, return condition- could be pretty good too, especially if they're playing this well. Yeah, I I do like to, I would like to also see how this team handles going down the stretch after having what um have they had their mandatory bye week yet? Yeah, this this is it right now. They play um they play on the first now, oh, okay. February first, and then they have like two back to backs every week going down the stretch here. So, so it's gonna get rough. Let's see how coming out of this back to coming into the second half of the season, so to speak. Let's see how the Jackets handle it because they were on a hot stretch, but then teams tend to cool off when they get to that all-star break and you have that week off where it doesn't, where you just, it's no hockey for a week and you just sit back. Teams cool down. So I would like to personally see how Columbus handles being just rested for once and, you know, getting some of their guys healthier and seeing if they have that chemistry or if that hot streak was just a fluke. That's fair. I can't tell you this though to wrap this up. They better not be a freaking seller, or else <laughs> this city might burn down. <laughs> Yarma won't make that mistake, not with the position they're in. They will be a buyer come the trade deadline. I cannot see any doubt in my mind or any way that they are not trying to buy and make another run for in the playoffs. All I know is I will say this, though. Torts and Mike Sullivan, top two Jack Adams candidates, by at least 30,000 votes, if that's even how many votes they get. It's not, but I'm just exaggerating. It's I not mean, even close, though. Those are the two best coaches in the, the NHL, the and they deserve it. The injuries they have, the records they have, it's insane. Okay, anyways, on to the next question. I know you got like 35 of them, so let's let's go here. <laughs> okay, so this one does tie into the Columbus thing. With It also tie, it tied in with Josh Anderson, actually, and we kind of hit it with the last point, but 
the reasonable return you could expect for Josh Anderson. Ooh. I I personally don't think, especially because this is a, is this a contract year? I think this is a contract year. Yes, for him. yes. So in a contract they did not year, sign him last year, he's put up one goal in 30, <laughs> 35 games. Like yeah. reasonably. How do you 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 can go back and look? Okay, the last two years he's put up big numbers, career highs. He was dominant. What are you going to tell us? What are you going to try? To, how are you going to try to sell that to a team this season when you look at his production and it's just it's not there? And and it's it's injuries, whatever you want to call it, switching lines. I mean, different roles. Like, what are you going to? How do you sell that to a team that's in least interested in Josh Anderson? Uh well. He is an RFA, so there is that, um, which means even if they don't sign him, QO perhaps gets something even after uh, free agency sort of thing. But I think the return can be pretty good only because obviously injuries play a part. I mean, teams have to account for injuries. Guys missed half a season already sort of thing. They they understand who knows? Maybe he turns it on. Who knows? Maybe he doesn't sort of thing. But this this was a couple of years ago when he was hammering out contract negotiations with the Jackets when he was holding out of training camp. Um, the Jackets were laying the hammer. Uh, they, they wanted him here, and they wanted him for this price. Like, it, it was happening sort of thing. Um, so now Anderson and his agent, they can have the hammer now because of because of this year. He's – He's been injured, yes, but he's not holding out sort of thing because he's still RFA. Um, I, I I would expect, honestly, if they could get a forward that they that a scoring forward that heck just even plays third line can play like second line, third line kind of thing. Maybe he's a year younger or something. Um, maybe they package in Josh Anderson and say, um, a third round pick or something. Um, I think they can get possibly a first back in that if they, if they, if it was packaged with something else, a first I think is attainable just has to depend. Obviously Detroit's not going to give up their first. That'd be stupid. New Jersey's not giving up their first teams outside the playoff aren't giving up first just to have a player that they think they can resign. Um so it'd have to be it'd be end up probably being a later first, which diminishes the value a little, not not as much as it does in a video game here say, but um I think it's possible, reasonable if it's just straight up Josh Anderson. Um I think I think they could get maybe a third in a player, depending on who that player is. Who knows who that player is, but I, I think it's possible to get something at least semi-decent for him. Here's a uh, an interesting little tidbit that I'm thinking of. Looking at some of the top trade targets this, this season and what the Jackets need and what the what other teams are willing to shop at this point. Is it that crazy to see something with good old Jim Rutherford out of Pittsburgh striking a one-for-one Josh Anderson for Alex Galchenyuk deal? Yeah, it's it's that crazy, I think. It's that Uh, crazy that it could work, though, because they're both underperforming with their teams. I believe Galchenyuk's got three goals for us on the entire season, three or four goals. He's playing fourth-line minutes, and when we're completely healthy, 
there isn't going to be room for Alex Galchenyuk on the wing. It, there's just not going to be. When that team is 100% healthy, it, Galchenyuk will be squeezed out because of his performance. And on top of it, he carries almost a $5 million cap hit, and he's not yeah. performing. I, I think I think you could lose it on the cap hit and the underperformance, and I think you can lose it on the fact that he's an R- not an RFA. Um after this year he's he's just a regular ufa so i'm not saying it's not possible um it's hard for teams like this especially rivalries to trade within each other because obviously you get the whole you don't want to trade a player to the other team sort of thing right um i i don't know i mean those are two gms that know how to trade uh, going after each other, I I'd be interested to see what that would be like. I don't know if I want to know who they would want to trade, but um, I'd be interested just to see how it pans out. I guess. I think, I think somewhere down the road, Jim Rutherford has definitely come knocking on Yarmo Kekalainen's store, and vice versa. I'm Jim sure it's going, happened. When Trader Jim is going after somebody he wants, he will get the guy he wants. I could see this, and this is just this is just me spitballing here a little bit, but I could see Alex Galchenyuk and the Penguins sh- shipping a third to you guys as a, con- a conditional third. That becomes a fourth if in return for Josh Anderson and a sixth, and the third becomes a second if Anderson resigns with the Penguins. Okay, that was confusing, but I got it. Um, yeah i i I don't think that trade that you propose would be a one-for-one i definitely don't think think there would be picks involved um or another smaller player sort of thing but Mm -hmm. um it's interesting to think about i mean i think something's gonna happen personally i agree there's a good chance it's not pittsburgh but i think something's gonna happen we're just gonna have to wait and find out. That's gonna be the theme for the podcast in like four weeks or whatever it is. So stay tuned to find out what we think about the trade deadline, and hopefully it's as good as last year. Because, well, last year was hype. This year could very well suck. Um, like pretty much every other trade deadline year in the NHL. And also, what was I? I was gonna say something. Shoot, I don't even know what I was going to say. Probably oh. was going to be a lie. Oh. Who knows? Uh, okay, no, no, this isn't a lie. <laughs> this is actual, it's actual. When Yarmo Kekalainen and David Poyle for the Nashville Predators got together and hammered out the Ryan Johansson and Seth Jones trade, one for one, one of the biggest trades we've seen in our lifetime at least, uh, it took them two months to do this deal. <laughs> two months to get a hockey trade done it takes me five seconds in nhl 20 okay this podcast is not sponsored by ea sports we wish it was but um like Shameless how does plug. it how does it take that long to get a deal done i figured it's like hey i want this player what do you want hey i want this player all right they seem like fair trades all right go for it i don't get it but whatever been there done that I think it's my turn. My turn to ask you a question. Oh, right? I've been, I've been so, waiting. What do you got? So, 
So you, you're asking me some hard stuff, man. Okay. <laughs> I'm coming I just guns wanna, out, man. I just want to know <laughs> who your current favorite player is on both Pittsburgh and Arsenal and who your favorite rookie slash young gun is on those teams. Oh, all right. That doesn't have to be the most productive player in terms of rookie. I'm pretty sure I already know who your favorite player is on Pittsburgh, and that's fine. But uh, <laughs> it could just be the one you think has the most potential, the one you just like the most. It's funny, dude. Who knows? Give, give me your take, and then I'll give you mine on both my teams as well. Okay. So for the Penguins, I am a huge, huge fan of Evgeny Malkin. Yeah, Gino, saw that one coming. The Russian machine. You never poke the Russian bear. He'll come down and the he'll Russian break machine your door. never breaks. He'll okay. break your door down. I mean, which is not to love. He's strong. He's fast. He's powerful. He's got a wicked wrister. I mean, the man. He is a generational talent, and he is overshadowed by the fact that he has Sidney Crosby playing first line for him. Do you think he would be as good if he was on a different team? I absolutely think he would be as good. Okay. I think he'd be the face of he'd be the face of any franchise that he was that he's on. He's even partially the face in Pittsburgh. Everybody now everybody and there's no disrespect, I love Sidney Crosby too, but Malkin is Malkin's my guy. I'll I'll honestly tell you, I think Malkin plays better without Crosby. Malkin does. Malkin turns up his game to another level without Crosby. I think there was there was a stat done that when Malkin or when Crosby is out injured, Malkin yeah. averages like one point four six points per game when Crosby's not in the and lineup. I'll tell you, I think I know why he gets overshadowed. He's not as flashy or fancy as Crosby. He's not. He's, he's, he's bigger. He's power. He hits harder. He's got a wicked shot, and but he uses it like a shot. He doesn't use it like a saucer pass off the dude's skate behind the net that goes across the crease, backdoor, one-timer sort of thing that Crosby does. He, like, throws it through the little hole in the skate blade sort of thing. But Malkin, Malkin just has a shot, and I think that's why he gets overshadowed. He's just a normal hockey player instead of a creative hockey player, I guess, is what I'm he, getting at. He's the ideal prototype for somebody that just puts his nose to the grindstone and just works hard. And over the summer, it was a big concern of mine with the whole Phil Kessel dilemma and drama going on because Phil Kessel Rutherford was going to trade your favorite American hero, two time American, two time Stanley Cup champion, American hero, Phil. Get out of here. Get out of here. Shameless plug. Shameless plug. Go away. Go away. He says this all the time, guys. It's like the most shameless plug. It'll be four o'clock in the morning. He's like, hey, Josh, it's four o'clock in the morning. Phil Kessel's two-time Stanley Cup champion, and I'm just trying to sleep over here. Oh, it's great. Anyways, it's great. anyways, give me your favorite rookie on the team. Favorite rookie from the Pens. Ooh. That hard. I'm gonna go favorite. I'm gonna go favorite young gun. That's fine. That's fine. That works too. And I'm gonna go Tristan Jari. Okay. Okay. I- love Tristan Tristan Jari I think he is 23 he's an I know he's an RFA at the end of the season hit both him and Murray um which one they resigned this kind of goes along the Jackets question from earlier Corpy Elvis it's a little different because Murray's playing like hot garbage this year but Murray's also a two-time Stanley Cup champion but I think I don't think he wins the first cup without the team in front of him or without Fleury 
I don't think he does either, and I don't think he wins that second cup without. Actually, I think he does win the second cup because he's the reason that they shut the door on Nashville. I'll, get, so I'll give I you the second cup. I'm not giving you the first cup on him, though. So I think I would rather keep – ideally, I'd rather keep both of them. Uh, I now, get that, knowing yeah. that that's not going to happen and with the Seattle expansion coming up, I'd rather keep Tristan Jarry. You guys still have Casey DeSmith, right? We do have DeSmith currently sitting at Wilkes-Barre right now. Okay, so I mean, you you have someone that at least is there, which is good, if if something happens. But he's also, I know he's definitely older, but I know he's signed. Des, yeah, DeSmith's twenty eight, but he's got a two year contract, and being that we can hide him in the AHL. I think that's kind of what the plan is right now until after the Seattle thing is we ride, we ride Jari, we ride Murray. I think they honestly both get re-signed this year. I think Murray gets a one-year deal kind of to, this is a one-year prove-yourself kind of deal. Okay. And I think okay. Jari gets a three-year deal at a lower lower price because he's only turned it on so far for half a season. I, I could see that. I could see that because Murray is making like what, like, Close to five, maybe four, four and a half, something. Uh, he's four. I believe Murray's cap it carries a four million dollar yeah, cap say, it right it's now. Something it's... definitely more. I'm I'm looking at Yari's stuff right now. He's making six hundred seventy five k, so he's making a league minimum basically uh, for this year. So I would expect him maybe like one point two range, kind of like a That's... Casey DeSmith. Is, I think he's around there, one point two five or whatever it was. I, DeSmith did sign for one point two five. I could I... even see Yari up to maybe like two. And at the most, but the, we'll see how the rest of the year goes. <laughs> yeah, because if he lays an egg, then like obviously we're gonna. I think we still resign him regardless, but I don't think he gets. He, yeah, he's not more getting, than many more than the league he takes minimum, you to the, maybe a million a year. Takes you to the cup, the Eastern Conference Final, whatever. He's gonna get just a tad bit more sort of thing. It's just just how it goes. I mean, it's all performance based. And my my thing is also is do we try to sign Jari to a two way contract? And when the expansion draft rolls around, throw him down in the minors. Because hmm. you could, yeah. Because they can't steal from your minors, the, from your farm yeah, system. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I mean, so that, that's I all going to be up to him. I could thing. see Rutherford and Jari working something out where they go, okay, we know you're good. You're the goalie of the future with Murray. You two are the goalie tandem we want that we got. But will you sign this contract for this amount of money less? So we can protect you in that expansion draft instead of exposing Murray and losing Murray. See, I, I think if he signs the two way, he's gonna want more money. I I would be willing to give him more money if he signed if that meant he and, signed and the two way. It's, it's only because like I mean, you're like, Oh well, I know they say I'm only signing the two way contracts for the expansion draft, but at any time they have the will to basically tell me, Hey, go down and play for Wilkesbury. Sort of thing, right? Which kind of little leaves leaves players a little uneasy because you know, I mean, yeah, teams promise things. Teams obviously break promises. It's just a way of life and the sports world. But all right, so you picked the goaltender. Not surprised. Oh yeah. I mean, he's doing well for you. All right. Actually, a little shameless plug here for John Marino as well. Okay, your, your, your favorite. Your favorite did. We can't we can't thank Edmonton enough for the sixth round pick that we got John Marino f- that we sent to them for John Marino. We we on be, like I'll speak for most of Pittsburgh when I say this, but we can't thank Edmonton enough for having a terrible GM. That was like, that was yeah, that was, yeah, that was Peter Chiarelli, man. You can't like 
we can can't thank him for giving us John John Marino. Peter Chiarelli, okay? Like, come on. <laughs> but there's a there's winning a trade, and then there's just blowing it out of the water, and that's what they did. They just hammered that right out of the water, and you're like, oh wow, this is yeah. And yet they still want to trade Connor McDavid rip off, eh? <laughs> Uh, he needs to get. Uh, I, I think feel so bad a, for him. <laughs> that well, we could hit that in a topic yeah. in the future. Uh, one. Oh, the, that the would poor, be a good the one. poor McCasus, dude. Like, jeez, man. <laughs> uh, but rough to life. Move on to the second part of your question. Favorite Arsenal player, without a doubt, is Pierre Aubameyang. Okay, you're, the, you're going Abba. That's fair. That's fair. Abba is just the. He is since he's since he showed up. On deadline day, yeah, in yeah, yeah. Send send the listeners 50, the tweet, okay, that you sent me earlier. Seven goals. He scored fifty-seven times. That's a goal every hundred and twenty-five minutes. That is pretty insane. Good. To, pretty good. That's insane to think about. I I really like Abba too. I I like somebody else <laughs> on your team. I can't believe I'm saying that, but I like my favorite youngster because I gotta answer both parts of this before we get more in depth. Is I'm super. Super excited for William Saliba to come back from St. Okay, okay, okay. So we're not the same person. All right, all right. That's good to know. That's good to know. Actually, it's <laughs> good to know. Oh, I'm curious. Who is your favorite person off of the Arsenal guys? All right. So big, big fan of this dude. Uh, he actually scored like a full pitch goal against my favorite team the other day. Oh, oh, oh. I really look forward to seeing Martinelli get to play when Abba gets sold, which. It's probably going to happen. I know you don't want it to, but it's probably going to happen at some point. Or when he retires, who knows? Martinelli's going to make the starting 11 at some point in his career. It probably in the next year or so. The, the, kid, the kid seems good, and he's young, so that means he's got all the world in the room to grow sort of thing. But I'm, I like him. Let's put it that way. Let's leave it that way. <laughs> I don't want to talk anymore about Arsenal, okay? <laughs> all right, Josh. Please enlighten me on your favorite jackets and your favorite Chelsea players. All right, so my favorite jacket, uh, just in terms of just player in general, um, I actually, it's hard. I have kind of like two to three. Um, I really love our defensive first line, Wierenski and Jones. I don't know. They're just fun to watch. They're unconventional defensemen. They play offense more than they play defense sort of thing, but they're amazing at both. My favorite player, he's got a little bit of fire in him. It's the Frenchman from Quebec. It's Pierre-Luc Dubois. I love me some PLD. I don't know why. Maybe because he just hates everybody, but he loves animals and dogs. He's got a little French bulldog. I don't know if you've seen that. It's the cutest thing in the world. Um but I I don't I just I just like his style. He he can short side snipe somebody. At the same time of punching them in the face, it's impressive. I've never, I've never gotten to witness that on my team. Well, like Jared Bull could punch somebody in the face, but he couldn't do anything with the puck. Um, <laughs> bricks, for hands. yeah, br- a couple bricks for hands. Okay, yeah, but I, I don't know. I like him. I, I think I like him more because of what everybody thought about him when we drafted him. It was the oh, what are you drafting Pierre Luc Dubois for? Why not Jesse Puliarvi? Sort of thing. It was the. Oh, are, are you guys yikes, dumb? A, and then you look, yikes. you look a year and a half later, and you're like, okay, it seems like seems like the Jackets front office actually knows what they're doing, sort of thing. And now he's in the NHL, and Puliyarvi's playing in Finland somewhere or something like that. Um, still without a 
contract or whatever it is. I think he might be on a contract now, but my favorite young gun, um, or rookie, as we say, um, I, I got two for this one. I know I can't even answer my own question correctly. Um, <laughs> but Elvis is my first one. That's kind of, that's a pretty obvious, obvious one, but yeah. I, I respect it. I, I love his emotion that he shows. He's very, very happy when things go well. I mean, he's throwing fists in the crowd, uh, when he wins sort of thing. Um, it, it's very unique. Let's put it that way. And I mean, his name's Elvis. Like, that's just impressive, anyways. I rock on, Elvis. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> He's left the building. How many times am I going to make that joke over the course of this podcast? Um, my second one is the Frenchman, uh, Alexander Texier. I'm. He's been injured for the past like three months, it seems, but he he's got good IQ. He's got a good shot. He he knows when to pass, sort of thing. But I don't know. I see a good good potential for him and that that was in a year we didn't have a first round pick we drafted him in the second round so i was pretty happy with that pick um and and he's frenchman how many frenchmen you know in the nhl there's not many um other than my boy pierre edward belmere so who i absolutely hate he's not my boy i just said that because i'm joking um i mean (laughs) okay you got french you got a ton of french okay okay i don't want to talk about canadians okay uh, I'm just I'm saying they're, they're the part French. French, the original yeah. red, white, and blue. Oh, that's weird. I'm not telling. I'm not calling them that. Lay baguettes, as I like to say. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I I just like the the potential for for the people that I like is is pretty enormous. Um, but obviously, people hit a plateau, die down, fall out of the league. Things happen. Um. But okay, so so Chelsea now. We haven't really touched on any soccer this entire time, but that's okay. No, we haven't. We'll get there. We're getting there now. Um, Chelsea favorite player. It's hard. I know who you're going with. Okay, who do you think I'm going with? You're gonna go with Pulisic. Okay, I I love Pulisic. <laughs> I I am so excited to see the future of the U.S. Men's National Team with him on the wing, uh, with some of these other guys coming up through the ranks. Um, I miss Eden Hazard so much. It's not even funny. Okay. Um, he was my favorite player, but now since he's gone, that depression and that hole has just grown sort of thing. Cause I don't get to see him torch Liverpool's defense. Um, favorite player though. Um, it's pretty tough to be honest, but I really like Tammy Abraham. Um, he's wearing number nine at Chelsea. You wear number nine at Chelsea, it's either a blessing or a curse, and most of the times it's a curse. Um, but I don't know. He, he's got some pretty good Premier League numbers so far. He's just he's just young. I mean, he's a young dude. The wings are young. Uh, Pulisic's been injured, so he hasn't even been playing. Um, we got a young team, so it's all about that growing at skill level. He's my favorite. Um, by far, probably at this point, Pulisic's there. Don't forget about Pulisic, people. I love Pulisic, but he seems like the cliche answer, so I'm going to pick somebody else just in spite of I, all of you. I think also, though, I think Tammy Abraham's problem is he can't finish at home. I think uh, look, None of I us think can finish ball. at home, okay? Are you watching <laughs> team play? They suck. 
You're right. They conceded and drew with 10-man Arsenal. That right there in itself is a crime. Shut up. You're a crime for even bringing that up. I hate you right now. Um, Don't tie 10-man Arsenal. uh, I have to bring this up. Yeah, get out of here, 10-man Arsenal. See, this is what happens, guys. 86th minute equalizer. Um, Nah, favorite young gun, though. Probably Tammy Abraham. Like, I mean, he is the young gun. He is the favorite player. Um, I guess you could consider Pulisic still a young gun. I'd love to pick Jaden Sancho for this, but Chelsea won't buy anybody in this transfer window because they hate this team or something. I don't know. I don't even want to. Shameless uh, plug. It's killing me, Smalls. Uh, I mean, I mean the the Giroud moves off only because they couldn't get somebody to replace him. Why are we replacing Giroud? We don't even play him anyways. Uh, sort of thing is what I'm is what I'm talking about. Well, maybe we'll have to play now because Abraham's injured. See if they'll even play him in the coming week. But uh, speaking of tomorrow morning, seven thirty a.m. Eastern Standard Time, Chelsea uh, play, which means they're probably going to lose because they're playing Leicester. And well, why would we be able to? But win is a game? it a home game? Uh, I think it is. Yes. So Stanford. Oh, it's a home. Stanford Bridge will inevit- inevitably be sad at the end of the day. So. I don't want to talk about it, but yeah, th- those are my favorite players. I mean, some of them obvious, some of them not. Uh, uh, I I don't know. Oh wow! Know. How you guys did do a transfer today? Okay, yeah, we sent out Lam- Lamptey. Or... Lamptey got sent. How do we to say Brighton. his name? Stick with us, guys. If we pronounce names wrong because we're dumb, um, it's just how it's going to go. We know more hockey than we know soccer, which is why we've talked about it more, but. Just stick with us. We're funny, we think. I mean, and Clinton Mola also left for Stuttgart. Okay, I don't even know who that dude is. That's how bad it is. Um, He's a young gun that apparently a couple, uh, couple Chelsea reporters, it looks like, via Twitter, are not happy to see him go. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm reading that now. Uh, oh, well, you know, on to the next one sort of thing. I'm surprised they sold Lamptey, actually, because he actually came in and played a couple weeks ago for us, uh, but he's out of contract at the end of the season, which is like, you know, like six months from now or something. Um, so it's surprising, but I think with Chelsea's problems with the transfer portal, the, the loan army, as they call it, um, uh, I, I'm surprised, but I'm not surprised at the same time this happened, but uh, I want to get your take on the signings for Arsenal. They're actually doing something. Including I mean, center backs and fullbacks. I I'm I could not be happier with this transfer window with what Edu and Raul had to work with, especially knowing that Kroenke doesn't put a lot of money into Arsenal. I'm just astounded that they went out and they got two backs that they're low they're low risk low risk high rewards. I mean it's not like we went out and spent eighty million on a player that is injury prone and we have no idea what he's going to be. I mean, Cedric to begin. Let's start with Cedric Suarez, who was announced actually earlier this yeah, morning. Yeah, saw that. Um, saw the rumor earlier this week. So, props to you. The fact that they signed him where they only have to cover his wages and are only giving Southampton a million a million pounds is just outstanding to me. It's either because... outstanding or it tells you how much Southampton. Uh feels about him <laughs> well so i went back and i w- i watched some 
some tape on some of his highlights. Oh, wow, we're doing we're doing film now, guys. All right, we're doing yeah, film. We too. We're doing film. All about film. <laughs> I will be watching none of it. Just kidding. Go on. So, so Suarez, he's he's got experience. He's he's played. He plays. He played for the Portugal national team in their wing back position. He's the back. He's the ideal backup we need for Hector Bayrin which allows Ainsley Maitland-Niles to move back into the midfield where he's comfortable. He's not a right back. He was a right back by Unai Emery, which... Uh, oh, yeah, that's topic for another day, too. Sa- save your thoughts on Unai, because we're going to get into that. I'm excited, because, oh. uh, well, Zach was pretty hype on Unai, and then four months later, we'll see how that goes. But anyways, keep going. And then for Pablo, I'm I'm super excited. I I cannot wait. It's the first left-footed center back that. No. Okay. Just questioning. Yeah, Pablo Escobar, Pablo Mari. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm so excited with the with the Mari signing. I mean, that's the first left left-footed center back they've had since 2009, and maybe it'll help our problem down the line. First I mean, left-footed center back since 2009. That's uh. Maybe it'll help our attack doing? down the left side of the pitch. Now, I mean. I mean, to be fair, you could add a right-footed center back. Okay, it's not the worst thing in the world. Um, it's good to have no, people but I'm ho- with other feet, though. I'm hoping that with this, um, with these signings, that they kind of can, they can, it can help. I mean, Pablo Mari won best center back in Brazil. He won the league with Flamengo. Um, it's just truly like it's nice to see a proven winner now let's see i mean he even spent time in man city's development camp he was loaned out three times but he worked he played under the man city logo just for different teams at the time on loan spells i mean i would love to see what he can do especially him and david louise because uh, arteta wants to run yes arteta wants to run the high high line (laughs) he wants to run the high line i mean I mean, if he wants, if he's got to do that, you got to have the defense to run the high line. So right, and the, putting Luis and Pablo Mari yeah. that helps solidify that high line because then you have Tierney and Bayreen as at the fullbacks. That that back four is looking pretty good. And next season, when Saliba comes in, if Mari can prove that he is good, I see Mari Saliba, and then you have an 18 year old and a 26 year old. I believe Pablo Mari is 26. I believe. Um, I don't know how to spell his name or else I'd look for you, but other than Pablo, I know he, it's about Pablo. He is 26. So Pablo Mari is currently 26. Uh, Sores was the one that was 28. I knew I knew one of the yeah, two was 28. I knew he was older. Uh, Mari, you can still build around. You could still have him for a good six years at center back. Five, six years. And I think what Arteta is doing with this club is absolutely just astronomically insane because it's amazing. It's for the first time since Arsene Wenger has left, it looks like the team actually has direction, and it's not just, this is dumb luck, let's see. Because if you go back and look at the stats through all of Unai Emery's time there, a lot of the goals scored were goals that could have gone really either way. They were not guaranteed, like, oh, this game was a guaranteed win. Like, And just with Emery and the open mocking of the club and... Yeah, I just with Unai Emery and the way he is, and how he ruined that club's mentality and all those players' confidence. I mean, it's it's sheer amazing to see Arteta in a 
in a month. Now, I'm not saying Arteta is going to completely turn this around and we're going for the title next season. Like, I'm not saying that at all. I this mean, I'm be... fully on board the bring back you and I Emery train. Let's just put it that way. Uh... Oh, of course you are. <laughs> As a ch- you know, yeah, yeah, I you mean, know, you know, love, no, this is just guys, as a friend, yeah, I'm totally. I'd on love board. you guys to bring back Conte. Conte was a great, or or you can play some. No, 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 no. Actually, if we bring back Conte, we'll be fine. I liked Conte; he was smart. Uh, sorry, sorry, sorry drove me insane. I was so happy to see that man go. Oh gosh, <laughs> Jorginho, the man he brought in because he was like, oh, I love Jorginho. He's like good riddance, dude. I can actually play my game now. Okay, anyways. Yeah, no kidding, but. I think Arteta, what he's doing, he's got so much, so much promise, so much potential. And I just, I cannot, I am not, I'm just so excited to be an Arsenal fan. It's making me enjoy watching Arsenal games again and not dread every morning or every Saturday or Sunday or Monday afternoon. Go watch and turn it on the TV, watching the game and just dreading and waiting for Arsenal to inevitably concede the first goal and go on to lose 3-1. Four nil, two t- draw two two. <laughs> like the inevitability. Uh, of I longed for Arsenal. your text from that. <sighs> uh, just another disappointing Arsenal Sunday. <laughs> just another, just another sad Sunday, and I'm gonna go, you know, cry. Yeah, you know. Well, I mean, it's like I, I can't really talk about transfers with Chelsea because they haven't done anything, right? But I mean, there there've been rumors. Every every minute of the day, there's a rumor that they're gonna do this or that. But rumors in soccer are like lies in real life. You're just kind of throwing them around. Uh, I I don't know. I I'm excited to see what we can do with the team we have because we're relatively super young. But right. at the same time, like I'm like it'd be nice to maybe have somebody in there to help Conte in the defensive mid or help the middle fielders middle fielder the midfielders um with some with some experience uh veteran leadership goes a long way in sports uh i mean it's just just how it is um i think uh i think the last question for you or for for, for episode one here is um mm-hmm. what was or is your favorite transfer so far in this window it doesn't have to be revolving arsenal it can be bundesliga syria league one i mean anything mls even even though the mls isn't really transferring anybody I, else that way but as much as i hate manchester united i think my favorite tranf- transfer has to be bruno fernandez coming into manchester united i think they were missing a, they were missing the number t- that right number 10 player to play for him Put him right behind uh, Rashford there. I mean, you're looking at that's a dangerous front four now with Rashford, Martial, Martial, um, Jesse Lingard, and uh, and now Bruno Fernandez. I mean, that's probably my favorite transfer out of this window so far. Um, I don't completely hate the Emery can to Dortmund. Yeah, that's a loan though. I, with the well, with the option to with, buy, but no, 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 it's not. It's an obligation. They okay. See, so it tells you how much I read up today. Dortmund owns Emery Can. It's just they, they don't pay now. They pay later, sort of thing. So it's a loan, but then Juve was fine with getting their money later. Is what you're saying? Right. Basically, okay. So it's a loan now, and then they handle they they pay them thirty. I think it said thirty million. Okay. Yeah, thirty million euros or thirty-three million dollars American. 
Um, so, what about what is? I'm curious to hear your take on the interesting deal. So, I, I have a couple that I'm very intrigued about. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we had some pretty decent, high-profile names go places uh, so far this er- so far this year. Erling, uh, yeah, Erling. Erling might be my favorite, um, just because I mean he's the young gun that everybody was trying to get, sort of thing. I mean, I mean you saw what he did in the in the just a few games. He was scoring like twelve goals basically. Um, yeah, the the one I'm interested in. The- the one that kind of ties into Chelsea's failure to do anything is uh, Christoph Piatek from uh, AC Milan. Oh, who went I to saw Hertha that Berlin. one. They wanted him on loan, though. Hertha Berlin was willing to pay the $23 million or whatever, $22.8 million, um, for actual permanent transfer. He's only 25. Um, he's a striker. He fits the role that Chelsea needed, and yet they failed to do anything because they wanted him on loan because everybody has to be on loan for some odd reason. Why can't we just buy somebody? That's how transfers work. Okay, sorry, rant over. Um, but that that's pretty interesting to me. I think I think Hertha Berlin got a good one there, and I mean they're they're a smaller team in the Bundesliga, but like who knows? One guy can pretty much help change a lot of things. So we'll see how that goes. Another one I liked was uh, your favorite Tottenham Hotspurs. Uh, picking up <laughs> Giovanni Lo Celso. Um, oh yeah, that was made permanent this window. Yeah, uh, thirty million for the midfielder. Um, I, I spe- that was smart on their part to get somebody because they knew they were losing Erickson. I think. Speaking oh, of Erickson, Erickson to enter, enter, um, amazing. Uh, Watching Tottenham burn. You yeah, love to yeah, see yeah. That 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 was definitely surprising. I was actually surprised that Christian Eriksen only got sold for sixteen point nine million euros. I think because this website that I'm using isn't in dollars, so I don't know the conversion of that, but it's fine. Sixteen point nine million dollars for the man that you used to pay one hundred fifty million for on FIFA. Like, what's going on there? I know he hasn't won I anything. Mean, he played for Tottenham. Tottenham hasn't won anything, but <laughs> Tottenham winning trophies. That's yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah, I can agree on that. Hilarious, actually. <laughs> um, talking a bunch of crap and winning nothing. All right. Anyways, I was a little surprised it was less than twenty mil. Let's let's be real here. I was expecting maybe like fifty, sixty mil, but oh. I guess that's just how much I valued him compared to how real life valued him. That's where we're gonna disagree on but uh so Piatek, Los Celso, Erickson, Holland was probably my favorite um I don't know man I just I thought I thought they'd get more but apparently they were they were fine I figured maybe they'd get at least what Los Celso was I think they knew if the didn't bring it down they weren't going to get anything for him because i don't think inter was willing to pay more than that and rightfully so because inter could just get him for free six months later yeah that, that's true that's true so, i mean it inter wrapped up on the premier league uh, gains this year they got ashley young uh victor moses from chelsea and then christian erickson now erickson yeah yeah we're just far- <laughs> premier league's just farming or just feeding inter milan <laughs> clearly 
Uh, maybe maybe the most hilarious transfer is your boy Zlatan Ibrahimovic, okay? Oh, going to, to AC. Going to AC, and then the fans are ripping down statues. Um, that, it's hilarious. It's hilarious because, I mean, it's Zlatan. Zlatan is Zlatan. Zlatan, yeah. There are no words to describe Zlatan other than Zlatan. You just know Zlatan. Um. I don't know. Transfer window is gonna gonna close here shortly, so it gives you a tell when we're recording this. It's a nice Friday afternoon and in, in January, yeah. but uh, three hours th- until three the hours. Closes. So so next week we'll we'll get into a little bit um, uh, more detail on the transfer window. Hopefully, there's some big names here at the end, but it doesn't look look like it's gonna be that way. Um, Oh, well, though, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about that. We'll try to get into a little more soccer next week, too, because I know we talked a lot about uh, hockey tonight. But um, I don't know. I'm excited about this, Zach. I, I, how do you feel? I'm so excited. I cannot wait to record we, the next We get one. to express our opinions to people, and they have <laughs> to listen to us. Oh, they don't have to. but They don't have to listen, but that, like, we greatly appreciate I, I anybody think, that sits I think here they and listens to our to dumb ramblings. To us. Yeah. <laughs> that's 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 the thing here. So I mean, we're we're pretty knowledgeable, you know. I mean, we we have our shortcomings, but that's why we're doing it. Zamboni's on the pitch. Uh, we're sticking to what we know. We could be talking American football too, but I don't want to talk American football. That's that's for another day. Um, hmm. Right now, we're stick we're sticking to kind of central teams, our teams. Uh, we expanded a little bit with uh, other world uh, football. Uh, expanding a little bit with NHL. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll expand the horizons as we go, um, see what other people are comfortable with. I'm not sure if you can leave comments, um, on Apple podcasts or Spotify, but if you can leave comments, leave comments, uh, we'll read them. We'll read the hate. We love the hate. Bring it on. We'll argue we with feed. you. We feed off um, the hate. We'll be nice about it though. We'll just use facts to hurt your feelings is all. Um, <laughs> but, uh, I don't know. Uh, any any parting words, my good uh, my good friend, who I hate when it comes to sports. Oh yeah, good friend when I hate. Uh, you know this is fun, and I I look forward to speaking next week about this and talking just oh, talking more you know trash about your terrible choice in teams. All right, all right. See, so, yeah, this is where I'm going to cut him off because he's being <laughs> rude now. Um, all right, guys, we appreciate you tuning in though. Um, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Uh, same yep. same bat time, same bat channel. Just sitting at a desk, actually, though. So we're kind of boring. But uh, see you guys later.